There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. G'day, welcome. This is uh, Better Than Yesterday. I'm Ashley Ginsberg. Thanks for being a part of the show. Here to make your day today better than yesterday since 2013. I'm not sure I'm a podcaster, TV host, author, dad, stepdad, tracksuit, pants wearer, and um, laundry line efficiency enthusiast. Yeah, we'll put it like that. This episode, this Wednesday episode, is a quick version of the show where Bree Steele, who uh, helps us on research and support here at the show, goes back through the catalogue and goes, this one would be good to listen to because we've been here for nearly 10 years now and we're approaching 10 million downloads and there's a lot of episodes that you might not be checking out because new great ones just keep on coming. So <laughs> Emma Kodroy is the CEO of the Australian Associated Press. The AAP has been holding democracy to account for many years now, and it is an extraordinarily important pillar of our democracy, of our community, of our society. So I wanted to know, how did the AAP start here in Australia? So 85 years ago, AAP, so the Associated Press is the American equivalent of us and we're the Australian Associated Press, and we were actually started, believe it or not, by uh, nine, which was then... Fairfax and News Corp coming together and, and also West Australian News coming together to pull in the foreign news and to bring it into Australia. And then they decided while they were doing that, they should establish it as a newswire agency because the sort of news that a newswire does, I mean, it's not the sort of the sexy exposés, it's more the courts, it's the politics, it's the breaking news, it's sport, it's that sort of day-to-day news gathering that is really expensive and so it was much cheaper for a whole lot of parties to come together and to say, okay, well, we'll pay, you know, X percent of all of that and somebody else pays another percent and it just becomes far more economical to be able to actually get that sort of raw news, that sort of base news, if that makes sense. Right. And besides bringing the international news in, they thought, well, we should probably do something locally. 
Yes, correct. Yeah. So they then uh, set up the news agency or the news wire and a whole heap of journalists were hired and photographers and production to essentially go out and do so that you didn't end up having, you know, everyone paying to go to the same court case. It's much more economical to have one court reporter in there covering the one court case and then supply that one story to lots of different people. Right. And this existed from, goodness, what did you say? It was the, the 40s? It's, well, it's, we've been around for 85 years. So, yep, from the 1935, I think it was. Right. right? So, things. No, are, my maths is not that good. <laughs> no, but it, it makes sense. You know, things are getting pretty tricky in Europe. We want to be sure that we're, you know, aware of what's going on day to day. Germany's, you know, annexing, you know, Poland, things like that. Let's yep. get a handle on what's happening here. And then it yep. kind of it, it continues from them. And how in that time, over the various political upheavals through the Cold War, through uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall, for example, mm-hmm. where's the value in having that associated press in Australian journalism? Well, I think AAP has always been really independent. It's been the independent news war in Australia. And I think the value has been that we've the Australian public's been able to be informed in a in a very global sense because obviously all that foreign news content's coming in through AAP and then being distributed out to all of our customers, which are the the newspapers, it's the and the radio stations and the now the websites. It's all those platforms that you read and consume news on. So all of that foreign material came in and kept Australians in in the know about what was happening globally. But equally, information about Australia went back out to the world because that's the way that a news wire works. We bring in the foreign wires. We also create content or we write stories here in Australia, but we take those stories that we write and send those back out globally. Can we just touch on a moment in why independent press is so important in a functioning democracy? Because I think it's important to lay this brick before we get to the rest of this conversation. <laughs> well, that's probably the most fundamental brick that you'll <laughs> that we'll be talking about today. So I think, I mean, an independent press such as AAP, I mean, there are news wires all over the world in some countries. In, in most democracies, those news wires are independent, as in they are not owned by one entity. And I guess that's what I'm talking about when I talk about independence. And so, so the reason that that's important is if you've got something owned by one entity, you're always going to have a level of ideology or there'll be a think or a way of presenting information that will come from an ideological standpoint. When you've got an entity that's owned by you know numerous shareholders or in our case now as a not-for-profit, and if your constitution reflects that, then you are less prone to political interference. You are less prone to uh, reporting in an ideological way. So the independence is really important because it just means that your service can be totally trusted to be accurate and fact-based and bipartisan or nonpartisan. Of course, our media industry has changed so much over the last 10 years. There's, there's heaps less money in the industry now. Many journalists uh, do other things than journalism now. And a number of years back, the AAP felt the effects of that, that industry shifting. It's often said that when our customers sneeze, we catch the cold. So what has been happening progressively in not just the Australian media landscape, but globally, has been a real race to the bottom in the sense of money, in the sense of revenue, in the sense of closures of newsrooms. And so what had happened, I guess, in the lead up to where we are now, AAP 
a decision was made by our shareholders that you know we were no longer financially viable or they did not want to i think the the word from one of them was that they did not want to subsidize their competitors and that the model for a newswire was was not going to be able to be sustained so that made a decision to close us this was met with quite a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth i would say around australia because people particularly news-consuming Australians, realised that this was going to have a really serious impact on, on not just on news reporting in Australia but on democracy. And so a group of a consortia of philanthropists, 35 of them, came together and decided to save it. So they put in some of them quite significant amounts of money to ensure that we could be purchased. So they essentially purchased it from the shareholders, which was News Corporation and Nine and West Australian News, and they then set it up as a not-for-profit. So that's where we are now. It's a smaller venture, but it's a not-for-profit. I always like to ask this question because it helps me understand sometimes, helps me get a handle on why things are happening. Who benefits if the Associated Press ceases to exist? At a broad level, if we cease to exist, you've got 400 outlets across Australia that will no longer be able to get news from us, which means that you've got vast waves, independent newspapers, independent, you know, smaller websites, even bigger players like SBS and ABC and The Guardian and The Daily Mail. All of those publications will have to go out and try and set up news bureaus in all the states and territories in Australia to be able to gather the news that we do. Now, that's cost prohibitive. I mean, I know what our costs are, so I know that it's unlikely that those outlets can sustain those costs. So, what will then happen is either their service will become degraded or they will, you know, there'll be gaps in their coverage and that will then mean quite likely that you will have a contraction of the media market and that you would then have more reliance placed on I guess, the people with the biggest voices in Australian media. And when it comes to those people with the biggest voices in Australian media, the the cynical part of me wants to imagine that someone from the Minerals Council calls up someone, one usually white man, uh, in his 50s or 60s and says, listen, we need a bit of a hand here uh, and I'll sort you out at golf next weekend. And then what do you know? There's a front page that says, you know, <laughs> Gold rush coming to insert marginal seat here, <laughs> you know, and nothing at all about the environmental impact statement, nothing at all about the displaced people, nothing at all about the fact that some, you know, eastern tailed bilby is going to be extinct because of it. That's the cynical part of me that thinks that and worries quite gravely that these things are in our future. I think I've said it a couple of times that AAP really is. I say we are, you know, essential democratic infrastructure because we allow a plurality of voices in Australia. Without us, the costs of news gathering are really, really very, very high and all of those other outlets that I've just described would not be, I don't believe, would be in a position to be able to go out and get the sort of news that we provide to them to put into their papers. So it will mean exactly what you say, you're going to have a contraction of the market one of our competitors has said they're going to launch their own newswire service. So that's, I guess, the only other possibility is that they take that. Now, that's News Corp. So News Corp's newswire service, that will be our competitor in a couple of months' time. The problem with that is that they're wholesaling and retailing in the same market. So their customers will also be their competitors. And that's a pretty difficult thing to do. 
We'll chat more with Emma in a moment, including her advice on helping the young people in our lives decipher the difference between a, a real news article and a fake news article or a real bit of news or a fake bit of news right after this ad. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. News habits have changed so much over the years. Research uh, says that most young people get their news from social media. It can be hard to tell the difference, though, between what is news and what is trustworthy. So what do you say to your kids if you want to help them learn how to tell the difference between legitimate, truthful, trustworthy news and something that is manufactured for the purposes of manipulation, sowing fear, uncertainty and doubt? So I say to my children, just look at who's who's the publisher for a start or who's it coming out underneath, like whose banner is on there, who's, do you think that's a journalist writing that? Do you think it's not a journalist writing that? Have you heard of that source? Why don't you Google who that source is? If it's some supposed news company, go and find out if really if that news company actually exists and you'll often find out that, oh, no, it's just a bot. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a, you know, it's something. And and it's quite, you know, I mean, I also, I'm a, a strong believer in, in having them read the news. So, I mean, whenever we travel as a family, I always say to them, right, every day we're going to get the paper in the hotel, summarise to me two news stories and tell me what you've read and why, you, why it was important. I know that's a bit, that's probably quite a geeky mum. But anyway, it, it, it has actually opened their mind, I think, to understanding why it's important that you, you do verify the source of what you're reading. How old were they when you started that? Uh, probably 11. That's, yeah, 12, it's not too late. <laughs> that's so good. That's really, really good. It's, it's interesting, you know, and just you only really need one layer of questioning and it's, it's you know, just a bit of a critical eye. So say, you know, a recent study has shown that I'm going to make something up. A recent study has shown that everything we knew about butter was wrong and a half a kilo every day, yeah, that's the weight I'm going with today, half a kilo every day <laughs> has been shown to fight heart disease. Brilliant, someone says. Uh, give me extra butter. I have six croissants today. Uh, research shown in the something something journal of something, and you go and look, and you go look at that research. You see who paid for the research. Oh, it was the Dairy Association of America. Uh, ah, so therefore, what I've just read is probably not news. What I've read is probably 
PR campaign masquerading as news. And that's, that's the other thing I think what you, you know, just touched on then is like, is it news? Is it something else? Is it a press release that has been copied mm-hmm. and pasted and had a byline and a pretty photo thrown on it? Yeah. Or even worse, is it propaganda? I mean, you know, so that's the, I, I think being able to just have that more critical mind when you are, are reading something is, is really important. And, I, and, and so AOP is very committed to trying to be involved in that education piece uh, for the next generation. <laughs> What is it? The Institute for Public Affairs? I can't remember what it is. It's like all these places with like these really actual sounding names, but they're not. They're mouthpieces, mouthpieces for special interest. And it doesn't take much to scratch the surface and have a look at what it is you're actually you're actually reading. When it comes to trickier things, and I, I touched on, say, Indigenous mental health, but let, let's talk about the, the, the scariest one, climate change. When it comes to something like climate change, there are a number of organisations around the world who have gone to great lengths to... Oh, there's a fantastic book called uh, Merchants of Doubt, if you're interested. But there's, there's a number of people who, using the influence they have, have tried to really muddy the waters and confuse a lot of people. That's not necessarily deny that exists, but throw confusion to the mix. Like, oh, is it really true? Here's a person that says it's not. And it's written in black and white in the paper that told you that the Berlin Wall fell down. So it's kind of masquerading as as real, but it's not. And we're kind of in this place now where after the summer of 1920, 19-20, sorry, I believe it was the Associated Press photographers who were out there on the front lines taking photos of Australia burning to the fucking ground. And there was those pictures that went all around the world. That was us. Yes. What role going forward do you see the Associated Press having in making sure Australia is as informed as it can be about the reality of the challenges we face from global warming? So AAP's role, as I've, I've said, is is to be the source of trusted, factual and accurate news reporting on matters of importance to the Australian public. So obviously, you know, one area of importance to the Australian public is our environment and our natural environment in Australia. AAP fulfills that obligation. I see it as an obligation and a commitment by making sure that when we cover any story on any topic, that we're covering it factually it's well-researched and it's accurate and it is not political. So our approach will never be political. It will just be all about reporting the facts. I think that what you described then is true. So, you know, we've had a you know savage doubt and it's sort of worked its way through swathes of, of Australia and it could have easily been forgotten, I guess, by the Australian public and even the rest of the world. But we sent out a journalist and a photographer and those were those iconic images that you've seen beamed around the world. We didn't have to overlay opinion onto that. In some ways, sometimes when you present the facts, they actually speak for themselves. Yeah, and I, I guess it is in trying to unflinchingly report facts such as, all right, so this incredible life that we have in Australia, this life of bounty and abundance is fueled by the extraction of you know fossil fuels. And we are going to have to look really hard in the mirror and go, well, this can't go on. You know, we're going to have to find something else. That's a really horrible thing to, you know, face up to as a fact. And it's, I guess it's, that's really hard to do. And it, we're going to want to soften it. We're not going to want to read it. We're not going to want to be woken up to it. But these are really hard things to accept, I guess, when you're picking up your, your phone in the morning and having a swipe, aren't you? <laughs> I think for us, because we're not informed by ideology, I mm. think 
it's always of concern when you have any media outlet, I think, reporting any matter of public interest or matter of public debate with an ideological bent. And I think that's the important thing that AAP brings to this discussion, which is that we we don't report that way. We are report. We are the public record, essentially, of yeah. events that are happening in our country. So when we when we record a drought, we record it in its, you know, most raw sense, I guess. Massive thanks to Emma Kodroy. You can hear the full conversation if you scroll back through this podcast. Uh, it's th- episode three hundred and seventy six. Uh, yeah, if you've glanced at the news over the last. I don't know, five years, you'll see that news feels different from when you were a kid and that AAP is a massive part of making sure that it uh, stays doing the job it needs to do at the same time as making money, which is always a bit of a juggling act. Thanks heaps to Bruce Steele that produced this episode, Andy Mard, who did all the post-production, Toe Hider on all the music, Rachel Barrett, the executive producer of The Lot. We'll see you back here on Friday. Until then, you can find us in Discord if you need to and uh, sleep well. And not that you have any control of it, but I really hope you dream of beautiful things. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.